What is up, fam? We back. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that voice you hear, that's Miss Art World. Hello. You look great. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're wearing a lot of colors today. This is the first day that I'm not ashamed of my uh, pimple on my forehead. It's gone away-ish. Ish. Yeah. No, it, it's gone away. I'm just teasing It's you. not as bad as it's been for the past two days. <laughs> I like that you're sharing uh, your pimple woes with uh, You people. know what? I feel like it's really relatable. It is. Right smack in the middle of my Front forehead. Front and center. Third Everyone... eye. <laughs> <laughs> my husband calls it the eye of Vishnu. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I think other people can relate to my sad story of adult acne. Totally. And you're, I mean, your birthday's coming up. You're about to hit the big uh, 3-0. Mm-hmm. You excited? I am excited. But I, yeah, I heard on the day of your 30th, you stopped getting acne. Oh, I'm looking forward to yeah, that. It's a and magical day. Then uh, wrinkles just come out. And... No, no wrinkles. Those are <laughs> gone too. Great. I'm looking, I am looking forward to yeah. being 30. <laughs> it's a magical age. It's a magical age just for like a couple of days. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm living life. Are you? Yeah. Going out of town tomorrow. Yeah, you're going to Oregon? Oregon. You're going to see some art up there? Why Why you have to know spot? <laughs> no, I'm not going to see any art. <laughs> you got to bring some content I'm back. not even going to Portland. <laughs> we should make a trip up to Portland. Dude, you would love Portland. It's so much fun. Uh, I, I've heard that I would like it. You, the bar artsy. scene is killer nice it's not even about the art it's just about the bar scene Uh, yeah it's artsy there's some art there's some good art okay yeah people do art that'd be great yeah so what are we talking about today so um i have a question for you um so with my job at the city Uh uh-huh we are um, doing a public art piece at a skate park. Okay. And um, so the artist is from Chicago. He's great. Miguel Del Rey. Is that his name? I don't I know think his so. name. Um, he's super nice, super talented. So he went to the skate park originally, did a community um, engagement project and figured out what location would be the best location for skaters to appreciate his artwork. And it ended up being the building of the skate park, not like the bowl or anything that would wear off. Yeah. Wear off so fast. Yeah. So we're um, making plans to do the dedication for the Mm -hmm. artist. We'll bring him out. It's going to take him two weeks to work on it. And so I'm uh, talking with one of the other city employees And he had a really interesting question for me. Um, And he is in charge of sponsorships. Oh, okay. And he was like, I'm so proud of myself for thinking about this. But he asked. (laughs) He would say that. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, so um, as a part of sponsorship packages, Mm -hmm. I wanted to sell the windows on this building to sponsors to have vinyl ads on the building. That would be like right in between the art, the artwork. So he was like, it would look really cool for 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 the sponsors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Prime location. Yeah. So he asked me like, oh, is this something that we can still do? Is this still something I could sell? So I know what I said, but I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. 
Um, so my thought initially is you cannot do that because because then the artist would be adding to the look of a marketing campaign for a company so they would need a profit share with it. It would be like that ad that I think BMW did with the mural in the background mm-hmm. and the copyright issues. And that was, I mean, it's tough because I don't know who won in that case because technically it is a public art piece and the car was just driving on the road. Mm-hmm. But I believe typically the artist does win out. I think in that case they did and the artist was saying you can use it, but I need to be compensated yes. because it uh, added to this image mm-hmm. Like, the whole marketing thing was around using this mural in the background. Mm -hmm. Which that, I think, would tie in in some ways. And if Miguel were to push back, I think he would have a right to. Mm -hmm. Because if we were to stick a vinyl image or sponsorship thing in in that window, and then let's say the sponsor took a photo of the whole image... And it looked really cool and used it elsewhere. I mean, it's it's basically like it's creating a graphic. It's creating a design. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Making it saying? part of a marketing campaign. Yes. I completely agree with you. Um, and my whole thing was that it isn't a part of the artwork. It's like taking the cycling bear and sticking a marketing uh, plaque on it. Yeah you know side Mm -hmm. like I think that there's this overall um it is it because it's a mural it is now a public art piece and then adding some other element to it that isn't a part of the art yeah and it's tough because it's a window Mm -hmm. so if the window's open and people are inside I don't know but I think you're still adding to at that point because you're making a completely flat surface and then like Miguel would need to have be okay with it, whatever is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it's interacting with his piece as a complete piece. It's yeah. almost like a border to it. So I don't know. That's my take. Is uh, no. I think the interacting word, like term that you use, I yeah. think hits it on the head. Like it is now interacting completely with this public yeah. art piece. That wasn't a part of the artist's intention. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't. I don't think so. I'm out on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all that we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> I <on> know. This. <laughs> Was there anyone who said otherwise? Yes. So he has been given the okay to do it. By who? Who do you? So I'm a low man on the totem pole. So. Uh, you just gotta go Is up a couple notches. A couple notches or one notch? Just one notch. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I and knew... did you explain this? Yes. And for me, I am come from an artist's perspective. So, like, art to me is sacred. Like, it is the most... Not the most important, but it is extremely important. Yeah. How I feel about art. And I take the artist side and the creative side and you don't tamper with uh someone's artwork no and so i knew immediately my answer and i uh looked to our very kind sponsorship man 
And I said, you might want to ask Jenny because she could give you a different answer than I, than me. And yeah. he was like, yeah. And she was and like, yeah, his, go for what it. What was his response to your answer? He was like, I thought so. Yeah. He, to- he gets it. Because he totally was He's one of my already thinking about favorite that. favorite people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to have already been thinking about it if if he brought it up. Yeah, if that was a question. And he kind of assumed that I would say no. Yeah, he knows the players. Mm-hmm. Dang, dude. What an interesting job, too, to do sponsorship. Because he yeah. was looking at the flagpoles, and he's uh-huh. like, we could sell f- the flagpoles. You and just so sell every Everything surface. is for I sale. I used to sell the top of golf carts. Mm-hmm. The tops. The That's roof insane. of a golf cart. <laughs> no one even sees the golf cart. Yeah, people cart. bought it. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, right? I wonder if there's an art piece in this where you could, like, sell sponsorships on a canvas like say you got into the la art show okay you're a guaranteed spot and you can go to companies and be like hey i will give you a piece of this canvas that's going to be seen by a bunch of people as an art piece if you give me money well i'd be curious if there's any artists out there who are sponsored like in that way like if an artist is sponsored by coca-cola and has to wear coke into each each piece she makes I know there's a, an artist that a airlines, I think it was American Airlines, was sponsoring. It wasn't Southwest. I feel like oh, it was Southwest. Yeah, it was Southwest. I feel like I've heard about this because it was all part of um, like South by Southwest Festival and everything. Because yes. they're big into the art world. And they Why were do doing. I know this? Um, I don't. Because you're <laughs> in the art world, woman. <laughs> yeah. And they were using, they were sponsoring that artist, but then also asking people for proposals on designing or or submitting their own design for a plane but then they would work under that artist as like a mentorship yes to do the plane so cool Mm -hmm. i love south south by southwest not i love southwest airlines (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting that businesses are looking Art because uh, there's a couple design companies that mm-hmm. will use artists' designs like on their bags. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the cool thing that's going on right now is a uh, human, my girl. Oh, yeah. Who I've never met but love. Um, she's doing that for, I believe it's Lyft right now, oh. where they're using her designs um, and pieces and wrapping like bikes and scooters in them to go around LA. So with that, which is, I guess it's, it's similar to like being commissioned to create a design that would be used for swatch or whatnot, but mm-hmm. it is cool to see it dressed up. It's interesting to think of that because that I feel like moves away from the, the fine art side and into design. Oh, it does for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would say her, I mean, her artwork, artwork is greatly influenced by like graphic design. Mm hmm. And, and believe- she's not technically fine art because she's a street artist. And fine art yeah. comes with this like connotation where it has to be in a gallery. I think she's dabbled. She has smaller pieces that are like with oil and not spray paint that oh. are, have been in galleries. Okay. Yeah. So I think she dabbles in both. Okay. Yeah. I'm always very curious to, to understand. I'd love to interview an artist that has been sponsored by a business and to see how they look at their artwork now. Yeah. As is it more are you considering the design elements way more like is this a potential for yeah. it to be 
uh, sought out by a company. Yeah, and is it fun or does it take away from the creative process when you have this bureaucratic entity to kind of telling you what you can't do and putting you in a box? I'd be curious. If anyone knows anyone who's been sponsored, connect us. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in do our it. DMs. <laughs> um, That's um, Yeah, and we were also talking about... Um, so if you're a, a public arts artist or even a gallery artist, um, uh, or this is a muralist, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, another person in our meeting wanted to make t-shirts with the artist designs okay, and hats and like mer- merchandise pretty, um, to so promote Prince. the event. Okay. Um, and my whole thing was like, yes, we can do it. We need the artists to sign off first, but if we're going to sell this stuff, then we need to give the artist commission. Oh, absolutely. Then we're making money off of his artwork. Yeah. Well, even giving it away, he has to sign off on that. That's his intellectual property. Yes. And so he's given us permission to do that, but not to sell. Okay. That's fair. I think that's more than fair. Oh yeah. Because those are essentially prints that he could have sold. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I think that's nice of him. Oh, completely. But it, that, it's super important for any artist to read the contract and to be aware of what oh, yeah. the, um, you know, companies and galleries are doing with your Yeah, absolutely. Images. Dang. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very interesting. That is, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. What other questions do you have? Uh, that was my only question. What? Yeah, that was my big thing, um, today. But I have a question. Oh, good, good. Catherine, Lisa, I want to know. Oh no, your biggest art fail. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna. Um, well, this is something I'm curious one. about. You don't have a biggest art fail. No. Fail. <laughs> You'd What's, have to be an artist to have that. Do you have a biggest life fail? That's or maybe rude. not your biggest, <laughs> but like a failure in life that you were like got to the bottom and was like, okay, how do I make this better? Because uh, I was reading something. There's a, um, a article talking about how this art teacher mm-hmm. um, didn't, appreciate failure until he became an art teacher really like in his art practice he said he would do everything and anything to avoid failure Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until he had students and realized that his students had to fail in order to get better yeah um and so now he uses it as a learning opportunity Mm -hmm. as you know people do yeah um but it made me think about all the times that in art you have to either take a risk where you could potentially fail Mm -hmm. because that is that means that you're doing something interesting or you know you fail and you uh pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on and then you become a better artist for it yeah like that i think makes more interesting art stories or just any stories for sure the hero story is yeah they have to overcome you know these things of these situations where all the odds are stacked together yeah if it's too safe and boring it's not a interesting story 
Okay. So. That's not fair. You don't get to turn this around on me <laughs> when I teed up the question. Um, I, of course, I've had lots of um, art fails uh, on different levels to like big ones and small ones. Yeah. Let's do let's do a small one today. Okay. And we'll have people submit other art fails. And okay. then we'll do a full episode and then you'll lay out a big one. Okay. This is what in the industry they call teaser. Ooh. Ooh. So <laughs> in And I'll share a, a life or an a event life fail. fail. I'll okay. share an event fail. Okay. That's yeah. great. Uh in grad school mm-hmm. I decided so I was painting these really large scale zoomed up images of pageant women winning because I was interested in their expression. Yeah. And it was. Did you ever watch the show Lie to Me? No. Oh my God. You have to watch okay. it. Okay. It's oh. all about like um, micro expressions and reading people. Oh, that would be so oh, interesting. It's fascinating. Anyway. So <laughs> art. <laughs> uh, so. I it was like first weekend and I was you were expected and I didn't know this to already have art in your studios but I came from California so I didn't bring anything with me yeah so I was trying to paint as much as I could within a week before my first crit and my teacher Linda Francis, lover, hated her then. She's been she's been mentioned a lot (laughs) on this podcast. She came in and was like, "You can't paint." blah 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 like these are horrible so that was a fail but i've already talked about that fail so my next step was like okay how do i continue with this concept of Mm -hmm. these zoomed up expressions of these women but not using paint so i bought this giant wood canvas which is really expensive similar to the one that you and i bought oh okay so like three hundred dollars yeah and then I bought all this chicken wire and was like uh, attaching it to this canvas in a sculptural form. And then I bought all this um, like there's this plaster wrap that you it looks like, you know, if you broke your ankle or uh-huh. maybe sprained your ankle yeah. and you can wrap that okay, stuff. Okay. It's like that, but it's plaster. So I was putting these plas. I would wet it and put it on this. Um, canvas yeah. on the sculpture to create this 3D woman's face coming at you. Okay. Sounds cool, right? Not really, no. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought it was going to be amazing. Yeah. I probably spent a $1,000 in this oh, project. Oh, my God. My favorite is just picturing you walking through the streets of New York with chicken wire and plywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a epic fail what'd she say when she saw it she was like what is this (laughs) you know i think she appreciated me like trying you went from like being this like oil painter to like all right here we go i had i pulled it out and it was so heavy it was like so heavy and i pulled it out for my crit and my crit you know didn't didn't go well but then I couldn't get rid of it because I was like, there's got to be a way to save this. Yeah. So it remained in my studio, shoved underneath um, the uh, like table that they yeah. give us. So anytime someone would walk into my studio, there'd be this giant <laughs> face lady <laughs> coming out from the floor. That's so artsy. like, what is this? Yeah. 
I think I finally threw it away. Oh man, do you have a picture of it? I do. Oh, I have to see it. I'll post it. I'm curious on our what Instagram. I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a, a picture of it. I'll, I will post okay. it. I can't wait. That That's is amazing. my art fail. I've had more, but that was kind of the one that really cut me deep because I spent so much money. Oh yeah. Into it, and then just it was there was no saving it. No, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm sorry. But you know, it happens. Damn. I think that's one of the hardest parts about being an artist is it's not a cheap endeavor. Yeah. But you have to spend money to experiment and all the experiments might not work. Okay. Yeah. That one definitely Ooh. didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I have an event fail. Oh. So, sure. <laughs> okay. So um, this was, must have, I was just full-time i was probably like three months into my first full-time in events um and i worked there like part-time before i got became full-time and this was back at oregon state and so i'd already been working on this project for a while and we had opened up this brand new multi-million dollar student experience center with an outdoor event space that was going to be a pavilion eight thousand square feet uh snaked audio everything you could want out of an event space um, and so we were going to do this big grand opening weekend. And so I was on a committee to plan it. So it was going to be a two-day event. The first day was um, like speeches, dignitaries, um, ribbon cutting, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then day two was for the students to celebrate. So carnival, DJ, uh, rave-like atmosphere, um, going to be epic. Like We put a lot of money into it. Uh, and so... I was on the venue side, so I was doing logistics. Um, And so day one goes great. You have thousands of people out, dignitaries, alumni, everyone you could want. Day two rolls around, and we have it all set up. We have a full carnival. We have balloons. We have a DJ. We have a stage. We did not have one person show up. (gasps) Not Well, I lied. We had one person. It was the DJ's mom. Oh no! Yep. Where did it go wrong? Uh, no one marketed it at all. At all. Oh my gosh! Yep. The first day, everyone marketed it, and everyone like kind of had heard whisperings about what else we were gonna do for the students, but kind of expected it to be that night, like after all the quote unquote adults left. Um, but no one marketed it, and I think at this sounds bad, but this is when I became such a like micromanager in a way about marketing was because I had to stand there and like look at everyone my contractors everyone and marketing wasn't my job duty that was MUPCs Mm -hmm. because they were the program council um and look at the DJ and just like he played to no one for an hour and then I finally I finally went up to everyone I was like can I please tell him that he can go no one's showing up Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah just you tell him to stop playing and so I had to go up to him. I was like, dude. And he was like, he's like, thanks. This was weird. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it was such a heartbreaker. Such a heartbreaker. Oh, no. Yep. And that was one where uh, Linda Linda Burrows, I believe that was her name. Uh, she was an event producer for uh, the entire or- like Oregon State campus. And my bosses had left. They didn't care. They Day one was over. Um. And she was like, these are the events you learned from. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. this was awful. 
Um, and it was a bummer because it was in some ways out of my hands. But I think that's why I've become so into that side because I I know that you can build it. But if it's not marketed, they won't come. Yeah, it could be a sick event. Yeah. And logistically, the event was perfect. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. It was good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was ready. It could have been great. That's, you know, I'm terrified of that. You should be. Everyone should be. Like, uh, we had an art installation mm-hmm. at the community center. Yeah. And uh, I think... Uh, my supervisor and his family showed up and then another couple showed up. Yeah. And they're like, is this the art opening? And I was like, yes. Well, it's almost worse. It's almost worse when you have like one person or two people because you have to explain it to them. Like that was the only saving grace of no one showing up was it was like, oh, oh that is good. Because <laughs> yeah. this was like the couple's date night yeah. that they went out to an art opening that no one was at. Yeah. Oh, man. It was brutal. But at um, TFEA, the Texas Festivals and Events Association uh, conference, there's this guy who um, I really look up to. His name is Rusty. But um, he was teaching this course on weather management. Um, and it was like a six-hour course. And for the last two hours, he was like, all right, so I've been denied for doing this, but it's one of my favorite things. And uh, so we're just going to talk about all of our fuck-ups. <sighs> <laughs> I, he was denied? Well, you can't really label that at a professional conference. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, but this is where we learn about everything. Mm-hmm. And so he started talking about all these things that have gone wrong on his events. And I can retell probably like 90% of the stories to accuracy because they were so interesting. Mm-hmm. And then people went around the room and started talking about all of their biggest mess ups. Yeah. And it was one of the most like best learning experiences I've ever heard. I feel like you can definitely learn so much from people's so failures. much, especially other people in your industry. Yeah. yeah, because most of the time you really don't learn how to deal with it until it happens. Exactly. But if you listen to other people's stories, you're like, all right, I can anticipate now I this failure yeah. and have it hopefully not happen to me. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Dang. crazy. Have you seen uh, any failures? in any of the art events that you've been to like if so i'm an artist and you came to my art opening um i'd be super curious for you and as an events person to Mm -hmm. be like these are the things that you could have done better any of the events that we've been to that you've been like hey that's something that artists should be working on as far as openings or receptions um me on the spot with this one i think not too not too many things because receptions are so different than my world Mm -hmm. i'm more i'm more festivals than meetings Mm -hmm. um which receptions will be closer to like a meeting level of event um i think the layout doesn't always work Mm -hmm. um there's one gallery we go to that has the bar next like literally blocking the front door so you walk into a line of people yeah um and then, like, even, like, the other art fair, their their layout worked, but there's no direction, and the food area was weird. I didn't love it. It, it. Some of the artists were in these weird end caps that they probably got seen by, like, a third of the amount of people. Um, and that's just an event person who doesn't know how to do a good layout. You know, it's interesting that you brought up the other art fair because the LA art show has, like, 
And I think uh, Basil did the same thing as they have their food in a random spot in the middle of everything. Yeah. What is that? I'm not sure because it's really hard to find. Really hard to find. And then you're also eating in the middle, which is also weird in some way. It's just like if you're sitting there and you're eating, you're kind of looking at someone's booth and like they're kind of an afterthought (laughs) that's always in someone's eyesight. But like also an afterthought mm-hmm. and no one really feel like they need to walk up to your booth or people sit down and they look at this booth that they didn't walk into and they're like hey that's an awesome booth i should go into it because hopefully 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 <laughs> <laughs> which probably happens at basil more than the other art fair probably yeah that would be something that i would really have to think about as like your booth location having something that makes people want to go into your space yes especially so. if they're just sitting there yeah <laughs> um the bar location uh-huh. i think is you're on the money with that i also think and i don't know if this is an events thing but um having someone designated to be kind of the greeter of people i think oh yeah that's a big issue yeah like making it very welcoming so i went to an artist talk with uh, kate yeah. urban and the um gallery owner of transfer gallery uh was there and i didn't know who she was mm-hmm. um and my friend and i evelyn hi evelyn uh we were standing there and this lady comes up to us and she's like oh hi how are you guys i haven't seen you here before what's your names how are you connected and she ended up being the gallery owner and that's the first time ever that a gallery owner has done that like has been the connector the greeter Mm -hmm. and i was like it made it so much better of an experience to have that person just being like hey how are you i think that's welcome i think that's a huge point um, because I, there's been galleries where we've done performances and I still didn't even know who I was supposed to check in with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like that's tough. If you're one of the artists and you get more confused. And then on the flip side, as a guest, most of the time there's no one from the gallery who ever speaks to me. Um, and I think Garage Gallery did a decent job. where, oh, um, And part of it yes. was because you had to pay to get in. Or I think it was paid, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm, you get a stamp. I think you get a stamp. Your ID. Your ID. You get your ID checked. But first, the door guy was friendly. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to you. And then when you got in to the front table, they were super friendly. And they stamped your hand. But they were also were just talkative. And so that helped when you had questions going through the gallery. You're like, oh, I can always run back and ask them a question. Yes. Um, which we did because we were curious about the art, the permanent art pieces and whatnot. Uh, but having someone that connects you just leaves an overall better experience both for the like the artists that are showing and the gallery as a whole. Yes. And I think it's really hard for people to be that person that's a connector. Like at, when I was a uh, gallery director, I don't know if I did that enough now that I've been Probably on the other not. side. And not to knock you, but yeah. I think for the gallery directors, that's got to be tough because they do have their hands full with sales and everything else going on. So it's hard to expect that of them because mm-hmm. it is a busy night. Mm-hmm. But then as an artist, maybe taking that moment and asking a friend or family member on the reception night to be a greeter mm-hmm. and just kind of have be able to hand them the handout about the art pieces or a business card 
that could make a big difference in something that could set your reception apart from someone else's. Yeah. And for those people to be able to talk about your artwork. Yeah. Or point out the artist, Mm, which you and I have often been walking through a room trying to figure out who the artist is. Yes. So that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. So find friendly friends. Find friendly (laughs) friends. (laughs) All right. I think we're uh, closing out now. Perfect. Well, it was great talking to you, Lisa. It was great talking to you. We don't always look forward to this. Me too. Special days. All right, guys. We love you. Call us. It's on Instagram. Our Uh, old podcast. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.